It's the QuizzoCast, a behind-the-scenes look at the questions, writers, hosts, and players of Michigan's top pub trivia community. Here are your hosts, John Gay and Tom Whitaker. Welcome into episode number three of the QuizzoCast. Now, normally we go behind the scenes of Quizzo, but this time we're actually going to go behind the scenes of something a little bit bigger. We've got one of our Quizzo hosts here who has been to, uh, would you say, the pinnacle of trivia? I'd say so, yeah. I mean, I, you know... Other than Quizzo Detroit, of course. Jason was on Jeopardy. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Good. We've also, I guess, before we go, we've got a room full of a whole bunch of, when you offer a free beer to Quizzo hosts, they flock. So we've got in the gallery, we've got Pajama Dan, Katie, Zach, and Mike just walked here. I think he walked in with a beer, uh, just came from off the street. So that's how it works. So we've got a whole cast of hosts in here, but we want to pick your brain a little bit about this Jeopardy experience. So when were you on, Jason? Uh, five years ago tonight, I was uh, watching myself win my second game. So, <laughs> 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 October, October of 2013. 2013. When did you tape it? How far ahead of the tape? Uh, it was the end of August. So I had about five, six weeks where I had to uh, I had to keep the results uh, to myself and, and nobody else. Could so. you tell anybody like your parents or? Oh, uh, my parents actually came. Uh, they flew. Uh, they flew from Michigan to watch. And then I also had an aunt and uncle from uh, San Juan Capistrano because we're allowed four seats. So it, oh, was, cool. it was really good having them there. It was uh, it was a lot of emotional support. Was there any uh, was there any bickering? or debate in the family of who got the four seats. Because even <laughs> no, well, if we were like second, cousins would be like, hey, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I also didn't tell many people, you know, that I was going to tape, you know, before I was on. So that made it easy. It was just, you know, I told mom and dad and then um, my sister couldn't make it. But then they're like, ask, you know, ask your aunt and uncle who who live semi nearby. So that that was the one part uh, of the whole experience that was pretty easy. So how do you even qualify? How does the whole process start? Sure. So uh, you start by taking the online test, which Jeopardy offers, you know, every year or so. You have to get, you know, so many questions right out of 50 on that test. And I had failed the online test like seven times in a row <laughs> and had pretty much resigned myself to the fact that I just, you know, was not quite good enough to be on. So this is one submission a year? Uh, correct. I finally passed one year and they have auditions in eight cities around the country. And as luck would have it, the year I passed, there was one in Detroit, the Western Book Cadillac downtown. So interview there and that's when you audition like that's when they give you another test just to make sure you weren't cheating on the online test because it's you know something that's easy to cheat on and then they're also testing your personality and and how good you would be on tv and then uh about quarter of the people who who gets the audition phase if i had to guess like they they call them and if they don't call you in in a year to two years then you can try again so that's kind of the uh, a very quick rundown of, of how the whole jeopardy so how, goes. so how does that work? You get the call of, hey, we want you. Here are the dates. We're going to tape the show with you as a contestant. Or Yeah, and I was lucky because um, I interviewed. It was July 14th of 2013, my dad's birthday. And then they called me on the first day of August. Wow. And got a lot of these you. milestones really nailed down. <laughs> and, and they said, we want you here on the 28th. So, I mean, you know, some people, you know, they have to wait a year, two years. Some people never get the call. I was very lucky that uh, that I only had to wait a couple weeks. So I want to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit on Jeopardy sure. here. Uh, I've heard that you get a study guide for what's going to be up on the board that day. Sure. You hear incorrectly. <laughs> so it's so it's not, you're not given anything. Correct. Now, how do you your, your study guide is the previous 30 years of, of Jeopardy episodes, I guess. For, so for how, how'd better. you handle so how'd you handle that? That's a really good question because I feel like a lot of people... Thank you. We're trivia hosts. (laughs) 
a lot of people when they get on on Jeopardy, like the first inclination is, oh, I got to study like presidents or oh, I got to study, you know, like Oscar winners. My thing was like I can study like a list of like, you know, you know, I can like read the Bible or try to cram the Bible, but there's no guarantee that that's going to come up in one show or even two or three shows. So my thing was, I just wanted to be prepared mentally, mm-hmm. like for the day and for what it entailed. It's um, not too nervous. Right. Well I, you know, I, I used a clicky pen as a buzzer. I used a bookcase as a podium. I took a little desk lamp and put it on top of my TV just because I didn't know how bright the lights were. And I wanted to get used to having them in my face. So this is like muscle memory and like some good rest. prep. This yeah, is, this I, is like... I invited people over because I felt like when I watched Jeopardy in front of people, like I'd try to show off and I'd reach and I'd guess at stuff that I shouldn't be guessing at. So, you know, I wanted to obviously get that out of my system uh, before the real thing. So yeah, it was more just like dry runs as opposed to like, I'm going to be mentally prepared for like what the day entails as opposed to like, I'm going to cram these facts into my head in the next four weeks. This is uh, the psychological term I think is state dependent learning. Like you were trying to replicate the setting so that you'd be more relaxed when you got there. You feel it worked? Right. Uh, I'm going to pretend that I, I knew the phrase state dependent learning and, and that's what I was going to say. But absolutely. I, I really, I really feel like what is. <laughs> I really feel like it, it gave me a, a leg up now. over everybody else who, who was there that day. Absolutely. So walk us through it. You get there. Right. Talk well, me through. Well, there's a, there's a story. Uh, there's a story before we get there. Yes. Uh, that actually only my family knows. So who, thought Jeopardy, see, who thought Jeopardy was this riveting? You want to see behind the curtain. Um, there's a hotel that uh, a lot of Jeopardy contestants stay at. There's, there's <laughs> not a discount, but uh, it's there's in Culver City. It's in Culver City where the Sony Studios are, and there's a shuttle that runs like you know between the hotel and, and the Sony Studios. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get some sleep. Obviously, you know, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest day of my life. And sure. I'm keyed up. And, Aside from hosting Quizzo. Right. So I, I try to, exactly, from every time I have to, to step behind the mic for Quizzo. Um, you know, I eat breakfast. I go up to my room. I take a shower. I can see my watch from the shower. And, and I know the shuttle leaves at like a certain time. But I was also told it's like always late and it'll always like wait for everybody. So I'm like, I just want to, you know, give myself a few extra minutes to get my mind right. Mm-hmm. And so I get there like, you know, I think it was 10 o'clock the shuttle left and I get there like 10.05 or whatever. And I'm concerned because there's nothing out there and I don't <laughs> see any other contestants out there. Jeez. And so I asked the front desk, I was like, so like, you know, what about the Jeopardy show? I was told like, it, you know, leaves at this time, but it's usually late. She's like, oh yeah, that left. So fortunately, there were cabs outside and I was able to take a cab to the studios. But then it, you know, just dropped me at like the generic public, you know, entrance. Can't remember how like they knew to get me there. I I don't know if I if I called them or if somebody called me or or how that worked. But, you know, everybody else is there except for me at at this point. Um, Oh, this guy couldn't even find the studio. So I I need to get like a visitor's badge like just to get in. At this point, then like one of the contestant coordinators can come out and get me. But now I have to go through security. Now, I am dressed to actually be on the show, and I've been told that the studio is quite cold. So I have on a dress shirt and a sweater and slacks in Los Angeles, you know, in August. And now I have to walk with all my stuff, like my changes of clothes, through the Sony Picture Studio. So by the time I actually got to like where the Jeopardy taping is, like I was, you know, flop sweat city. So I can, you know, you've heard the phrase like late to your own funeral. I can be like late to to my own Jeopardy taping. You know? <laughs> it's a, a very casual relationship that I that I have with punctuality. Well, you make so. it in. But I make it in, uh, you know, everybody's filling out their forms. They're going over the the stories that Alex might ask about, you know, it's almost like improv, how they don't want you to answer a question. But yes, it's always kind of like a yes. And and they mm-hmm. just want to make sure that that you're going in depth. Do they tape a bunch of shows in one sitting? Uh, they do a week's worth in one day. So they do three shows and then lunch and then two shows. So Monday through Wednesday, lunch, and then they tape the Thursday, Friday shows. 
So basically, you win that first episode. I'm going to get ahead of myself here, but you win that first episode and they roll right into the second one. Yeah. So, and it, it was definitely a very surreal experience where, uh, like, I win the first one. Like, I, I go back, like, I have like five minutes to change clothes. I'm trying to time my time. My hands are shaking so much. I can't even do that. You know, they're knocking on the door to the dresser. Everything <laughs> all right in there? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting Mr. there. I'm getting Rudolph's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so basically you just go in, you change clothes, you know, five, ten minutes, and then, boom, you're back out there. So you're there, and there's a group of you, and do you know what which show is yours? Or are you kind of like, they have a rundown set, and you Correct. know when you're, um, when you're recording and all that? Yeah, so what they do is you have the returning champion, and then they say, like, the last thing before we go out is, like, the two people who are going to be on that show. And so I was on the Tuesday show, so right after the Monday show, the contestant guy goes up in the stands and say, like, you know, you know, that name's been randomly picked from a hat and it's like you and you come with me. So that was when I knew immediately after that previous show, I was told, OK, it's going to be me. So how long did you have between finding out and when they start rolling again, like five, ten minutes, like, you know, just because I had already changed by that point. So I was already, you know, in like what I wanted. You were not so, yeah, so enough point. time to give the returning champion uh, time to change. And uh, and yeah, one, so last, I know- one last chance to go to the bathroom <laughs> another time. I know I watched it at home, but it's been a couple of years, so I forget. Right. Talk to me about the the champion who then you dethroned in your first game. Talk to me about this guy. Sure. Um, girl or gal. She was, uh, yeah, she was an anthropology professor from Madison, Wisconsin. Oh. And we actually had a, had a debate backstage about the merits of Madison, Wisconsin via Ann Arbor, Michigan. So she wasn't uh, she wasn't a big fan of mine. And, little uh, Big Ten rivalry. <laughs> a little you got- Big Ten rivalry right there, yeah. There's a saying that Jeopardy is two parts luck and, and a third part luck, and I've already gone into like, you know, how the, when I finally passed the test, there was an audition in Detroit. I was lucky that, you know, I got a returning champion who was actually in a, a distant third going into final Jeopardy, but she was the only one who knew final Jeopardy. Oh, so you had yourself and a so, week. Yeah, so my, well, through. I mean, I don't want to say that, but. What's her uh, name? Let's put her on. <laughs> I know you remember her name. You remember my, the temperature of the my day. My parents and my aunt and uncle are going, you know, to, to the bathroom because they know it's going to be their last chance. And uh, as they're in line, my uncle turns, you know, to my mom and says, she wasn't that good. He can beat her. <laughs> All right. The so I was I was fortunate that I didn't, you know, run into to Ken Jennings or, or some other super champ. So we gave away Ken Jennings book, actually, at the last quiz finals. I give each last place team their booby prize <laughs> with a trivia book. Read and this and to, maybe you won't be last next time. Yeah, is that I like a comment? I see. I like how we throw a little shade at you at the finals. Hey, <laughs> exactly. thanks for sticking with us like, for 12 I was gonna weeks. Say, for 12 weeks, come being out, the best of us. the best. You, you guys know, are the best. Come in last. And, We're going like, to throw a little salt in the wound because you didn't have a good night. Whatever. <laughs> they, get, you know, they get cash money when they come in. They work hard. Everyone has a good time. This time we had grilled cheese sandwiches. Nothing wrong with that. Chicago doggos. Thank you uh, very much. That food was, that food smelled good. I was too busy walking around running my trap, but I didn't try any, but it smelled good. I kept hanging out in the back corner over there. Jason, what's the moment like when they reveal the categories and you're like, I, you're, I imagine you're on pins and needles because you're like, uh-huh. is this going to be stuff yeah. I know or shit yep. that I have no idea? No, yep. cat you're breeds. Like, no. Like, no, I was going to say, no, okay. Yes, that, that's a good one for me. Oh, I hate that one, you know. Yeah, so, so yeah, and you know, it's... <laughs> So like we do at home. Pretty much. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, uh, like, like at home. So we're not, I won't go game by game. Um, what was your, what was the favorite category you had? Where did you hit your stride? Like what was step back? You guys. Right. Uh, <laughs> I have arrived. Right. And the third there part was, luck is here. The end of my first game. I, I think I went on a, uh, run in double jeopardy where I got like 12 out of 13 in a row. And let's go. Really let's go. Get off that me. Was, it's my yeah. bus stop. Yeah. There was, there was a question called target insight, which was basically about target stores, which was basically a category about us geography. 
Okay. Uh, there was a category about family feud hosts, and I'm obviously a huge game show nerd, so I, you know, did pretty well, you know, on that one. And then a category, kind of like our bookends category, begins and ends with G, that that I also did pretty okay. well on. So, you know, I basically almost ran like half the double Jeopardy board, and that uh, that allowed me to pull away and, and have it clinched going into final, which was an awesome feeling. So, did you wager zero? And I bet just enough to to make sure that even if I get it wrong, person in second bets everything gets it right, that I still win by one. And, so you're uh, doing the math quickly on the yes. fly. Yep. And, and they can, give you um, they give you loads of time to do that. Like they will give you as much time as you need to do that. Uh, Jeopardy is actually filmed in real time, so they actually take like the whatever the time is for the commercial. They actually take that amount of time, so they can just splice it in. But for Final Jeopardy, they'll give you however long you need to to get the math right. Like not just that you know extra long commercial that three four minutes. Oh, interesting. So I want to get more into the. I'm, I'm fascinated with the other people who are on Jeopardy. Sure. <laughs> I mean, because it's like, what a story well, you have to, to get remember there. because I arrived late. Like, they're all like getting to know each other, like in the show. Yeah, you're bus the odd guy out. Like that. And then, yeah, here comes this guy, you know, disheveled. You know, freaking sweating like a pig, disheveled, you know, already, you know, nervous AF. And, uh, and so I was. You can yeah, say so yes, I fuck had on this <laughs> podcast, you know. But it's hip to say AF. <laughs> That's true. He was trying to keep it classy. So, I was on Jeopardy five years ago. It was tight AF. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the other people. So uh, was actually, there anybody who like, like, fuck this guy. Like, I got to beat this guy. Oh, no. Like, he's just no, like no, looking no. at me wrong. Jesus, like, too nice of a guy for that. <laughs> like, so nobody like, was there anybody like, I mean, was there anybody who stood out other than maybe the previous champion? Right. Or? And that was, you know, that was always a concern. And there were two people who, so they, they tape on, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and they always have a couple extras just in case a contestant freezes or doesn't show up or whatever. Mrs. And Michelle. those two, well, those two people had come from out of town. So, you know, so they watched the whole day. They don't get picked, but they know they're getting, you know, on the next day. So they've already gone through the day like they know what to expect. And they were definitely a lot more relaxed than the rest of the room. Like we're all, you know, like cats on pins and needles. And they they've been through all this already. They've seen it. They've done it. And they just seemed a lot more relaxed. And I so was these like, are I the hope I don't have to face either. So of the them. day two taping gives you an advantage. I think, well, if you've had to be there the day now, obviously, you know, they had to sit, you know, through five shows and their name doesn't get called. So that's obviously, you know, you're mentally prepared to go and then they don't call your name. So that, you know, obviously an adjustment there. But, sure. but yeah, you know, if, to get to sit through that uh, once probably was a bit of an advantage. Jason, we talked a lot about the behind the scenes stuff. I got to ask the question everybody's waiting for. Burning question. How much did you win? How did you do? I was going to say, like, you guys call yourself uh, journalists over here. You're, uh, you're no, no, we don't. That. Nobody, <laughs> no. Nobody called us that. Um, so I won I won twice. So including the uh, the consolation prize for my loss, I walked away with uh, 38000 Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, it made up, uh, made up for uh, a stretch of being unemployed slash underemployed and some uh, poor financial decisions uh, from, <laughs> from my youth. So I used it, uh, socked it away, and, and now I have uh, my own house in Ferndale, which I'm currently paying off. So that was the uh, the down payment on that. That's awesome. So what's the consolation prize? Uh, $1,000 for third, $2,000 for second. So you, how many nights did you win? Uh, so I won twice. Okay, and then what happened the third night? Uh, third game, you know, I both of, of my opponents, I think, were kind of intimidated uh, by that point. And then I opened the game by running the first category, and I just kind of let myself think, like, yeah, I'm going to win this one too. And then uh, I just never got me. in a good a good rhythm after that. Mm -hmm. um, and then Final Jeopardy was a uh, musical's question I know nothing about 
any like any musical and it was uh it was a question about lame is which was his favorite musical it was just like okay like that's uh my luck has run out and uh and you know it's, you were it's time done to in by jean valjean uh cosette actually <laughs> cosette. The, answer, the answer was was what is cosette which i had never heard because I, I distinctly remember standing there and and alex is reading his answer like who is cosette and i'm like who that who is cosette what what is cosette Cos- i will cosette I know this now because, like, all of my lame is friends are like, "How did you not know Cosette?" You know. So, you know. All right, the other burning question. Sure. Trebek. Yes. Trebek. <laughs> Trebek. Did he only talk about himself, like he was <laughs> moderating a gubernatorial debate, or did he? Yeah, that was that was uh, that was a disappointment. Was he curmudgeonly, or was he? No, he just kept like he was like engaging with the audience and kind of like inserting like his opinions on like you know on things and then like the audience would boo and he'd be like you can't boo me on that like these are the facts so then he'd like engage with you know and the candidates who are like supposed to be the focal point of the debate are standing up there twiddling their thumbs you know so it was was there a moment like it was a couple months ago that went viral when he like called somebody a nerd or like really insulted them like did you ever did he insult any of you guys at all or um was he just kind of smug I mean, just the, you know, just the inherent Alex uh, Trebek smugness. Um, I definitely I definitely walked away like with a, a greater appreciation, like for the job that he does. Um, he takes questions from the audience, like during commercials. So that's a cool thing that, you know, audience members get to ask him. And then, of course, everybody asks him about when the mustache is coming back. And everybody asks him how he would do if he was a contestant. So he has to listen to these questions like twice a day and yet still manages to like answer the question like it's the first time he heard it and that you know like it's a really good original Does question. he have like a monitor in front of him those questions pop up on? Do no, he's mean? just got a giant sheet it's basically just like a giant sheet of paper. So you can sometimes see he's him like on school. the show. Yeah, he'll, he'll take like the the Sharpie and like put a big like red X through through something so he knows like, you know. Huh. Did you get a picture with him? Uh yeah, so uh he gets a he takes a picture with every contestant during the uh the first commercial break and then uh the staff of Jeopardy sends you that in, in a digital form and it was uh it was my Facebook profile picture for uh, probably a good couple years. Couple years. So it's <laughs> so, still it's still so, yeah. in there. It's still Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It seems like it's a very streamlined operation other than you Oh, me- I mean. Other than you been, missing the shuttle, it's pretty they, much they <laughs> they move you yeah, here. They can't, yeah. Can't uh, account for everything, but uh, oh yeah, I mean, look, they've been doing this for for thirty five years. There's not a lot of staff turnover there. I mean, they they have this down. Uh, they have this down to a science at this point. The the staff is unbelievably competent. Obviously, it was a v- very beneficial to you in terms of getting the house and all that kind of right. stuff. Right. I, I, I always had, I always had, tell people that uh, it was the greatest experience of my life, and and I would say that even if I didn't win thirty eight thousand dollars. That's know? exactly <laughs> that was exactly my question. It, would, it still would have been the greatest experience. You would absolutely. you would feel that way? Okay, great. Absolutely. <laughs> Quizocast. So I think it's time that we put your uh, skills to the test here. Okay. So is this going to be like to like the a re- test? Is this going to be like a recurring segment on the show? Because like in episode one, you know, I, you know, I'm sitting back here just in the peanut gallery, and Yum doesn't know a question and, and calls me in. Like when I'm back here shaking. Oh my no, head there's nobody behind me. Like you're a on your own. Segment, you know, Jeopardy champion face plants on trivia, and, and <laughs> how in heck did he ever win thirty eight thousand? You know, he's a total moron. Listen, if we can leave um, the first, if we can leave the first episode in back in history and quit bringing that <laughs> abomination up. Uh, look, I am I am a hundred percent fine with that. But, <laughs> but no, there's actually a you know Mike, uh, who's a host, who's who's in the room here. We actually are in a an online trivia competition together, and he. Uh, consistently does better than me. So he was asked that that question that I missed, and of course he knew it right away. But I'm telling Yum, I was like, like Reminar is better at, at trivia than I am. And Yum is like, how can you say that? Like, you're a Jeopardy champion. I said, okay, 
again, Jeopardy is two parts luck and, and, and the third part luck. I, you know, failed the online test like, you know, six, seven times. So you're real confident going into this. I was going to say, Mike, uh, I'm, I'm going to call Mike in like when I, uh, since he's in the room, I'm going to call Mike you're in. Like, when, you're when like, you're like tapping your something. arm like a baseball I, 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 manager, I, I, like, like you're calling you know, him in like from like the bullpen. Uh, <laughs> like I'm the Red Sox manager go asking for Kimbrel over so here. So here's the thing. This is, a, this is a, since we do this every other week, it's a bi-weekly occurrence that Mike just stumbles in here. So Mike Reminar, welcome. Am I saying that right, Reminar? Yeah, yeah, you said it right. Uh, I'm just here for the free beer. I didn't realize I was going to be on a trivia game tonight. <laughs> but uh, Jason keeps reverse shit-talking me and saying I'm better at trivia than him. So I'm here to prove him wrong. This man's an actual two-time Jeopardy champion, and I passed the online test like one out of those eight times. <laughs> didn't get through my audition, so he's he's three better than me, I think. So what happens if you don't get through the audition? Uh, nothing. They just leave you on the hook for like two years, and eventually you know... Ooh, we'll call you. <laughs> waiting right. by the phone. Yeah, they like, say we'll call you, and then they don't. Damn, they and, leave you uh, on red for two years. <laughs> right, tough. and then you just keep taking the online test, which I have done and not gotten another audition, so... <sighs> Now, the caveat here is you guys can't intentionally tank this. Like you keep, you, you keep <laughs> See, keeping praise on each do. other saying that the other one is better. But no, 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 no. I, to prove I my actually point. want to win this. I'm just like hedging it, like saying, no, I'm actually terrible at trivia. Right. I have no idea I'm just, we're, we're setting expectations over here. Like, I'm super competitive and, and you know, I want to win everything, too. I'm just setting expectations. All right, so we need a buzzer. Right. I, I was, was going to say. Okay. Or you could ask us alternating questions. No. Or we so the episode that I'd like to leave in the past, I'm going to bring back up. Right. I can, used, I can do John's chicken. We use okay. farm animal noises. So if you guys want to do that or if you want to come up with your own buzzer, I, I can do John's this is chicken. This a safe bagok. space. You, you enjoy know? the bagok? I enjoy the bagok. You got a little bit higher pitch than that. Or should I come up with I, It was slightly higher pitch. That's not what I meant to do. A different animal noise? What? Yeah. Okay, that was better. Yeah, you can't be the same animal. Uh, what fucking animal is good? I went with the donkey. Oh, it wasn't wise. Yeah. Yeah, you went with donkey? I went with the hee-haw. Did you do a cow? It's hard to judge that because you only buzzed in once. Uh, no, if you were Bogok before, we should. No, John was Bogok. I was oh, just going to steal all right. his. I can do Moo. I can do Moo just as all easy right, as Bogok. All right, because I have Bogok. Okay, can absolutely. Right. I will let all right, John so go. Mike is Bogok, and Jason is Moo. Moo. Great. This is good. Oh. We have a category. Category is Jeopardy. Oh, oh okay. Oh, hey. This should be in my wheelhouse. All right. I used to be a question writer, so also, if you can, can if you can I ask questions that I wrote. That would, or do I have to be gawk? Oh, that's a good end, question. Like I actually <laughs> jumped in on a question a couple times. You jumped in, but I didn't like that. Okay. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, are we gonna do a like full university challenge right, here, where we fastest, just you know try to anticipate? Yeah, Let's well. do. Listen, you guys, and you know, pajama dance here. Are you know? Our head writer. So right. let's read the whole delightful question. Okay. And then okay, you guys buzz in. Buzz in. Okay. All right. Let's. Guy works hard on these. Who was the original host of Jeopardy in 1964? Moo. Jason? Uh, Art Fleming. Yes. Point for Jason. I was about to buzz in and say Merv Griffin. Who's he? Who He's the executive producer of the whole shebang. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, we're going to move to a question from the Jeopardy debut. First one, first, oh. first episode ever. Oh, Very so nice. this is answering it as of 19 right. whatever. This was on okay. Alex Trebek's premiere episode. All right, oh, very cool. In 1869, an American minister created what oriental form of transportation? It's not specifically oriental, what? but moo. I would say it started. <laughs> so it's the least started, confident moo out of moo. It started in the Orient. Uh, Jason with the moo. What is a rickshaw? What is a rickshaw? Yeah. All right, so, so far, the Jeopardy champion is holding his own. Predictably enough. As you predicted. <laughs> All right, let's go back to John here. How much cash would you earn 
if you were a Jeopardy contestant and you question. swept a category in the double Jeopardy round? Moo. Jason? Uh, 3,000. Incorrect. It's tough to say. Ooh, sorry. 6,000? Yay! He's oh, on shoot. the board. Yeah, I got my right, mic on the board. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew oh, that. I actually uh, once he did six, know that. He swept some that. categories. He remembers yeah, yeah, what exactly. they were worth. But did it, it depends on when the question was written, because aren't the double Jeopardy questions Currently. worth more now than they were five years ago? Correct. I was living in the past. So I guess like we should have been 20 years in the past. We should have been a little bit more clear. That was a modern yeah, day two, question. 2000, right, 2001 is when one. they doubled. No, I just, I screwed up the math and no, math. No, 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 no we're not tossing No, math. so we're two to one. Two to one. Okay, yeah. this is bar trivia. We're, we're not tossing points. It was, it was 20 years <laughs> ago. It's not like it not happened like yesterday. Not a question no matter how bad it is. Yeah, this is a Quizzo podcast. If you've got, like, honestly, if you've got... That has to stay. Half of my gigs, if you have a team name that offends another team, I'm giving you a point for that. I like it. All right, Tom. All right, I want to go back to the Jeopardy debut. Okay, right, we're going back. We're going back in the Wayback Machine. A 1920s hunting trip to Canada inspired what food preservation method now used by the Bird's Eye brand? Freezing? Freezing. Yeah. Storming back is Remnar. We are tied. We are tied at two. What right. is this? What are we doing? Are we doing best, best of seven, best of five? What are we doing here? Let's say, uh, let's see who gets to... Four first? Four first. Okay. All right. We're two to two. Okay. Two to two. Katie's helping us keep keep score here. Uh what longtime talk show sidekick holds the single day celebrity Jeopardy record winning sixty eight thousand dollars for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital? Kathy Lee Gifford? That is incorrect. Moo. Uh, Andy Richter? That is correct. Oh, shit. Richter! I think I have heard that before. I was just trying to think of talk show sidekick. I was trying to... Kathy Lee Gifford's the lead on all her You're show. right. You're right. <laughs> Not when she was with Regis. Not it was Regis, Regis and Regis, Kathy though. Lee. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like, yeah, oh, right. Regis and Kathy Lee, I guess he was the more she famous one at the time. Which... All right, our Jeopardy champion can clinch it with one more, Tom. Can clinch it. All right, and, here we go. All right. And... I'm gonna. We're gonna give him one that he should. If he really remembers his experience, he should know. Whoa! Okay. I'm down by two. Well, considering I didn't know how much the double Jeopardy round was worth when I, you know, like that would be one you would think I would know with my experience, and I still, you know, kick that one away. So, right, it's three to There's two. There's no question so easy right, that I can't it. screw it up. You know. So Alex, we know, is the host of Jeopardy. Who's the announcer? Moo, uh, Johnny Gilbert. Johnny Gilbert for the 90, win in in his nineties and uh, and and still. I would like to protest that you gave the Jeopardy champion a bunch of Jeopardy. Listen, <laughs> here's the <laughs> you gotta beat him in his own game to win. Gotta beat him in his own game and also a very fair critique, I must <laughs> say. So tonight we have proven that a once a Jeopardy champion, always a Jeopardy champion. Congratulations, Jason. Thank you. And while you're here, you want to promote your uh, Quizzo gigs. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Wednesday nights, uh, seven o'clock at Maple Theater. Uh, Maple's a, a really, really cool place. Uh, some uh, some Jeopardy uh, aspirants uh, there. It's it's probably the only Quizzo gig where uh, more more wine than than beer is drunk during the game. It's it's a <laughs> uh, it's quite a high class, and they uh, they take their their trivia very seriously, which uh, which I do as well. So I, I enjoy hosting there. And then every Thursday night, uh, nine o'clock at Green Lantern in Madison Heights. Nice. Those are good. And Mike, uh, if you can win a trivia contest, we'll let you plug your gigs. Uh, but until then, we're going to need you to just hold on. So you can come back and try again. I have a feeling you'll be here for our next recording. Yeah, 
I'm gonna just audition for Jeopardy a dozen more times one of these years. I'll... He's gonna audition to uh, plug his gigs in the Quizzo cast. <laughs> so that I can plug my gigs. If you'd like to know where Mike and Jason and all of us are, you can check out our brand new website, which is QuizzoUSA.com. Newfangled website, check it out. It's good. This has been the Quizzo cast. Listen to all of our episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. Find Quizzo on Facebook and Instagram at Quizzo Detroit or follow us on Twitter at Quizzo. See you at the bar.